Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 319. It's time for me to try to turn a corner and see if I can take my passion for classic cars and turn it into what I do on a day-to-day basis. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Peter Zawadzki. Peter, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I guess it all depends on the car that we're in. (laughs) Great answer. Well, we'll be in any car that classics and exotics can make available to us. How's that? (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Peter Zawadzki is the founder and CEO of Classic Exotics. Operating in Massachusetts, he brings a new and unique sharing economy into the car enthusiast's garage. Classic and exotic cars enthusiasts can now offset their car ownership experience and cost by renting their cars to pre-screened, highly qualified renters. Whether a person is looking for a 1956 Bel Air for a night out on the town or a 1979 Ferrari 308 for a drive down the coast, Classics and Exotics connects owners with renters and is free to join with no costly membership fees. Peter's ultimate goal is to introduce a new generation of enthusiasts into the joy of classic and exotic car ownership. Very, very cool, unique idea. I can't wait to learn more about this. And at the end of the show, you're going to learn about a special offer that Peter's going to give the Cars Yeah listeners if they sign up. So stay tuned for that. Peter, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history your business, and your passion for automobiles. Sure. Thanks a lot, Mark, for having me on. You're welcome. So we have Classics and Exotics. Uh, this is an idea that really came about just about a year or so ago uh, with me and my business partner, Michael Sackis. We are both diehard automotive enthusiasts. I actually have two great classic cars. I have a 58 MGA, which I'm a proud owner of and drive on and tinker with all myself. Uh, and just recently, about a year or so ago, I also purchased an 84 Ferrari 308 uh, and have been fortunate enough to be able to see that car, you know, appreciate over time. But at the same time, while my cars are sitting in my garage at home, you know, sitting and looking at them and thinking, well, I don't use them that often. How can I start, you know, making these cars work for me? Can I use these cars to make some revenue? Looking at other websites that were out there, there's Airbnb if you own a vacation home or 
some type of property, you can rent it out to renters. There's other car sharing websites out there that allow you to rent out your Ford F-150 or your Corolla or whatever it may be to other people that may need that type of vehicle. Is there a website or is there a platform available for people to rent out their classic and exotic cars? And there wasn't. Uh, and I thought that that was definitely something that was lacking and something that needed to be addressed. So that's where the idea kind of came up from. And we started and we're getting ready to launch our website. And it's very unique. You know, we allow classic exotic car owners the ability to make their cars start working for them, rent them out to other auto enthusiasts. They can charge however much they want. They can limit the rental. And to make sure that every single car is safe on our platform, we go above and beyond. You know, not only do we insure every single rental with $1 million of liability, but we also cover each car for the full replacement value because God forbid if something does happen, we want to make sure that, you know, that owner is made whole. Sure. We also do roadside service and support. We've teamed up with Haggerty who is the largest class of car insurer in the world, and we're using their roadside service for every single car on our platform, which has been fantastic partnership for us. And we also do a full background check on the renter. So we not only do a driving records check to make sure that, you know, they haven't had any major violations, that they're a safe driver. We also do a full criminal background check, and we do a full identity check. We want to make sure that these cars are being treated the way they should be treated, and we also track every single rental. So we track, you know, the top speed of the vehicle, GPS location, and everything else to create this really safe network of auto enthusiasts that want to be able to rent these cars and the people that own these cars to be able to make money and help offset their cars. Very cool. Yeah, we've been very fortunate and we're happy with what we're doing. Well, this is so unique and so cool in my mind and in so many ways. It's like the Airbnb you mentioned. This is something completely different to the market and with all the things that you can provide from a safety standpoint for the car owner and the person renting the car, I would assume, too. They want to make sure they're renting some car, a vehicle that's safe for them, that's maintained and so forth. I think it's a wonderful marriage. And, of course, Haggerty, we've had McKeel Haggerty on the show here. Wonderful company. They've insured my collector cars over the years as well. I think this is really innovative and different, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's some kind of a quote or a saying that's been instrumental and meaningful for you, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Peter, take the wheel. You know what, and I'm sure you've probably heard this one tons of times, uh, but it's the one that really does work out the best. It's, do what you love, and it's actually not a job. <laughs> yes, yeah, the Henry Ford quote, yes. <laughs> that's actually been, you know, something that I've, I've kind of lived by ever since, you know, I graduated college. Uh, I graduated college with a communications background in the video production world. I was very fortunate enough to be able to manage many nonprofit, small level TV studios. And I loved what I did. And I loved what I did for a very long time and still love it in a way. But I always felt like there was, you know, something missing, uh, you know, that it really didn't tie in with, you know, what my real passion in life was, which was, you know, cars. Again, like a year ago, you know, sitting down at a bar where all great ideas come from, <laughs> you know, I kind of had that moment where, hey, you know, it's, it's time for me to try to turn a corner and see if I can take my passion for classic cars and turn it into what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Yeah, it's really wonderful. I had a, I took a very short trip last week, a little business trip down to Malibu and drove from LAX up to Malibu. And I was thinking as I was driving my kind of crummy little rental car, gosh, this would be so cool driving up the coast in something cool like the car I have at home. <laughs> you know, where were you then, Peter? Where were you then? But uh, next time, next time I'll contact you and have a little fun, put the top down and drive something cool up the, the Pacific Coast Highway. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? I'd love for you to tell us about that pivotal moment as you remember it, when you really knew you were a car guy. <laughs> you know, I, I think it started when I was 14 years old and I bought my first car. Uh, I bought a 1970 GTO from a family friend two years before I had my driver's license. And I'll be honest with you, I drove that well before I had my driver's license. <laughs> we we won't tell mom or dad about that. Well, you know what? Mom and dad were the ones that encouraged it. Oh. I, I grew up in, you know, I was first generation in the U.S. You know, my parents were uh, right off the boat from Poland. And the whole concept of waiting till you're 16 to be able to drive a car, you know, when they grew up in, you know, farmlands and people were driving when they were 10 years old because they had to, you know, that was kind of instilled to me very young, uh, not necessarily pro the proper way. But, you know, I, I think it was really getting introduced to cars and being put behind the wheel at such a young age and buying a car of that vintage as my first vehicle, rebuilding the motor and doing all the body work on the vehicle, getting it up and running. So I think right around that age, uh, you know, I really had my passion for cars. And ever since then, I've always found, you know, even through college when, you know, I'm scraping together money to pay for tuition and eating ramen noodles, you know, I, I always had a way uh, to be able to have a classic car. So, uh, and I always have. <laughs> Very cool. Ramen noodles. Yes, those, those noodles got me through college as well. So I remember them well. I can't walk past them now without kind of cringing when I'm at, <laughs> when I'm at Costco. But uh, very cool, a GTO at 14. That is awesome. What I'd love to do now, Peter, is look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl into the hood and get our hands a little dirty and ask you to share with me a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that and what did you learn from it? You know, I think the biggest challenge I had uh, was a couple of years ago. It, it actually started off as something very positive for myself, and then it, it kind of went downhill. And that really was my wife and I just had our first son, and we had decided to move away from where we were living at the time. We were living right in Metro Boston, and I was working downtown. And we decided to move further outside of the city to provide a different lifestyle for, you know, for our son. So we moved about 75 miles away from downtown, and I was commuting on a daily basis, 75 miles each way wow. uh, to the office. And, you know, for the first couple of years, you know, I absolutely enjoyed it. I loved our house. I enjoyed where we lived. And it was worth it at the end of the day to be able to come home to my house and, you know, spend the weekends there. But eventually, you know, it took a toll on me. Even though I enjoyed what I did and I, you know, loved the field I was in, I think the commute along with the stresses of the job, really kind of impacted what I was bringing to the table every single day. And I think I fell out of love with the job and I fell out of love with the company I was at. I uh, ended up splitting ways with that company and found myself living out on Cape Cod, you know, an hour outside of the city, an hour outside of any real meaningful job prospects you know, and, and trying to reevaluate what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where this came into being, you know, sitting there with a very close friend of mine who is the co-founder, Michael Sackis, 
you know, talking about, and he was kind of in a similar place in his life where he was trying to figure out, did he want to stay in the company, which he just spent the last eight years at, or if he wanted to migrate to something different and new. And, you know, we kind of looked at that as a great opportunity for us to not only do something for ourselves, but also to do something for the greater Cape Cod community, uh, which is to bring a tech startup into an area where you usually wouldn't see a tech startup and see if we can actually eventually bring some job growth to the area in which we live. And that would kind of be our ultimate goal to not only become a successful company where we've introduced an entirely new generation of classic car owners into the hobby and get more owners really communicating and sharing, but also to be able to create a company that can provide several jobs to the greater Cape Cod community. That was kind of the big, you know, challenge to overcome. And luckily enough, we did it. Well, that's one of the other reasons I wanted to have you on the show. Not only the uniqueness of the business that you're creating, but you did a classic career pivot. And when I created Cars Yeah, the goal was to inspire other people who love cars, love automobiles, but aren't working in that field, but wish they were. So they can listen to stories from people like you that, you know what, it is possible at any point along the way in your life. I've had guests as young as 16 on the show and as old as 91 on the show. And in many cases, all of them decided to make some move in their life to get involved with automobiles. And I really commend you for doing that. Plus the idea of bringing tech to an area where it wasn't really thought of being a tech area because now the world is flat. It's connected. I mean, we can do tech. We can do business anywhere. It's uh it's really exactly. unique. Yeah, really unique and cool. So great story. Thank you for sharing that. Let's shift gears here, Peter, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share that aha moment in your career. It's one of those times when the headlights come on and illuminated your way for that new idea that you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, you know, honestly, it, the aha moment is <laughs> me and my business partner, you know, sitting at, sitting at that bar talking about what's the next move that we want to make? How do we want to take what we both have as a passion, which is cars, and kind of take it to the next level? Ironically enough, me and my co-founder, we actually met online on an automotive forum. Oh, uh, cool. He is actually, a, he, he's a Ferrari 308 owner. He owns an 83. I own an 84. And my screen name on the forum was, you know, Cape 308. One day I randomly get a message and it goes, hey, you know, I'm Mike. I live on Cape Cod. I'm wondering if you live on Cape Cod as well. Come to find out, we lived about a mile away from each other. Oh gosh. Uh, we had a we had a lot in common, and we became very good friends. And th- we came up with this idea. And the I, when we realized that we are you know really onto something, and kind of that aha moment was when we actually started going to car shows. And I remember the actual exact aha moment is we went to one car show. It's hosted out in Massachusetts at uh, Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play. It's actually a pretty large show. They have hundreds of cars showing up. And we actually brought the Ferrari 308 and we put some signage on it that said for rent classes and exotics. We made a whole bunch of postcards out there. And the whole concept was just to see what the reaction of people would be. Uh You know, would the reaction be, no, absolutely not. You guys are crazy. Or, yeah, you're onto something. Let's see what happens. And the aha moment is when we were getting ready to drive away, some gentleman actually knocked on our window. I rolled down the window and he goes, hey, stop. I want to talk to you guys. I actually have three cars. I would love to list with you guys right away. Oh. 
Cool. And then, and that, that was, that was our aha moment. Like, okay, wait a minute. We're, we're onto something. If people are actually, you know, knocking on our window to say that they want to list some cars to make some money on their cars, we're here. We're, we're doing something right. We know that not everybody's going to list their car. We know that this isn't for every single automotive person out there. But at the same time, there's enough people out there that have these vehicles uh, that either want to capitalize on them. Maybe it's a guy who has two or three vintage muscle cars, you know, and he's obviously got his baby and his favorite car, and he doesn't want that rented out to anybody. But at the same time, he's got two others at home. Maybe one of them needs a new interior, a new carburetor, a new exhaust system, you know, and he doesn't want to, ju- and he can't justify spending that additional money on that vehicle. What if he rented it out a couple times over the summertime? Now, all of a sudden, he has that money to upgrade the vehicle. Sure. Maybe it's somebody that wants to buy another vehicle, add to their collection, and they can't justify that expense. This is a great way for them to be able to justify that expense. I mean, if they rent their car out, let's say even 10, 12 times a year, they could make up to a 10% return on investment on the purchase of that vehicle. So. All of a sudden, it really does change the way you look at renting out a car. And even if you don't want to rent it out to somebody to drive, we also give the owner of the vehicle the ability to rent out their car for non-driving rentals. And what I mean by that is maybe there's a convention in town and there's a company looking for a car to spice up their boots. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a film in town and they're looking for a collection of certain types of vehicles or even a calendar or a photo shoot you know, they can also make their vehicles available for non-driving rent. Yeah, very cool. I love it. I love it. It's just, it's ingenious. Great. How about Prouder's career moments? Is there one in general, one in particular that really stands out for you? I would assume you've had many. Uh, goodness. I think, I would say I have two main ones. One was actually very early on in my career. I was fortunate enough to be appointed the executive director of a nonprofit organization at the age of 24. Wow. That was pretty big for me. I was actually the youngest person to be serving as an executive director in that company structure. So that was actually very exciting for me. And honestly, the the next biggest one after that is getting into Techstars, which is the program that we're in right now. Techstars is a technology accelerator program. It's one of the top technology accelerator programs in the entire world program that we're in, you know, you know, a thousand companies apply, you know, and only 10 companies get into the program. Uh, And we're fortunate enough to be one of those 10 companies. Uh, The corporate sponsors behind the program we're in are companies such as Ford, Verizon, Dana, Magna, Munich RE. Uh, So it's great to have the support of not only Techstars and the huge mentorship program that they have, but also, you know, all the corporate sponsors that we get to work with on a day-to-day basis. You're the second guest I've had on recently who's involved with Techstars. Motoroso, uh, the company that is fairly new, uh, is involved with the same organization. So that's great to hear. That's awesome. Congratulations because they are picky who they accept. So the, you're, you're on a rocket ride to success there. That's great. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special vehicle? I know you talked about that GTO but your first really special car, and if you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. You know, it's, it's got to be a 79 MGB that I had while I was in college. It's not necessarily the car I wanted at the time. It was the car that I could afford at the time. Uh, but it meant a lot to me because it was also the first car 
or the first classic car that I got as an adult, or I guess if you call early 20s being an adult. But getting that car for myself, working on it myself, you know, I remember one of the great stories about that car is I decided to do a full engine rebuild on that in my early 20s. And at the time, I was living in a small apartment in one of the Boston suburbs. I was fortunate enough to be on a first floor apartment that had a walk-in basement, and I had access to the basement. And I wanted to work on the engine in my basement of this apartment I had. (laughs) So I took the engine out of the car, cast iron block, you know, heavy as all can be. Oh, yeah. Put it into the back of a pickup truck I rented, brought back the pickup truck to the window of the, you know, basement level of the walkout and took an engine hoist, hoisted it up, put it actually on a windowsill. Oh, gosh. You know, put two by put two by fours on each side of it. And the engine's kind of sitting there teetering on, you know, this windowsill. Oh, my I bring gosh. the engine hoist into the basement through the door because that's the only way I could do it. Then I engine hoisted off of the windowsill. And, you know, the engine was on this engine hoist sitting in my basement all throughout the winter. And, you know, I worked on it, you know, nights and weekends and rebuilt the whole motor. And then, you know, repeated the whole process again, you know, brought it over to the windowsill, teetered it down the windowsill, hoisted it off into the truck, then brought it over to the garage where I was keeping the car. So that was great. And, you know, it was a car that it wasn't the flashiest car. It wasn't, you know... But it was a car that I, I love driving. I enjoy taking it out. Um, you know, I did everything from rebuilding the engine on it to rebuilding the entire interior on the vehicle. Uh, so I had, it was kind of my first experience as an adult, you know, really diving in and kind of rebuilding the car. Yeah, very cool story. So funny. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. All the window, the engine teetering on the windowsill. I was just waiting <laughs> for a disaster to happen. So I'm glad that survived. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you really wish you could have back? You know what? Not yet. Not yet. yet. There you you go. Not yet. The two vehicles I have now, I had, like I said, I have the 58 MGA and I have the 84 Ferrari 308. You know, and I plan on hopefully keeping those for a long time. I do want to do a frame off restoration on the MGA. Once my kids get old enough, I have a two year old and a four year old now. I'm figuring maybe another three or four years and I'll have them, you know, working on that car with me and doing the rebuild with me, get them started as young as possible. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, the first sports car I ever drove in was an MGA. I was one year old. I've got a picture of myself sitting on my mom's lap. My dad was driving that car, and uh, yeah, so we have something in common there. My first ride in a sports car was an MGA. Very fun. How about current projects? Is there anything you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? I would guess it's your business, right? Yeah, it's honestly the business. The business is what really keeps me going every single day. It's definitely tiring. Uh, You know, I I definitely now can understand why you see so many startups being done by, you know, people in their, you know, early 20s and late teens. It really is very taxing. It takes a lot of energy, uh, a lot of hard work. 14, 15, 16 hour days, you know, are the average. And, you know, the, the way you have to look at it is, you know, you're working for something, you know, greater, you know, I, I know it kind of sounds a little bit cheesy, but, you know, I really look forward to saying that, you know, in five years at Classics and Exotics, 
really helped change the landscape of classic and exotic car ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, if now all of a sudden we have more people into the hobby and we introduce the new generation into classic and exotic car ownership, you know, that that's my ultimate goal. Uh, because I don't think that you can really appreciate where cars are today if you can't experience, you know, driving a classic car, you know, something without power, something without power brakes, something without power steering, you know, driving a car where if you drive over a pebble, you can actually feel the pebble in the steering wheel, you know, giving people that experience. um, You know, I think it's very important. uh, And I want to pass that along to all the people because eventually all these vehicles that are out there, you know, have to change hands and, you know, making sure that the next generation of people, you know, are ready to take over these vehicles and, you know, get them ready for the next generation after that. Cause you know, all we really are curators of some of these amazing vehicles. I love that aspect of your business. It's a, if, if at all, maybe it's your mantra, you know, uh, of why you're doing this and the guidelines behind it. So I fully understand. And, you know, I've been doing cars now for one year as we talk and I certainly understand the long hours in a startup. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've had two other businesses before this that I was involved in that certainly took tons of time, but I understand that as well. But when you're doing it for yourself and you have a driven passion behind it, as you guys do, uh, it means so much more. So I think it's absolutely fantastic. Here's a very introspective question for you. Peter, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Yeesh. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, it's a unique one. Not what you uh, wish you were, but how you perceive yourself. Hmm. You know what? We'll, we'll go with a Ferrari standing here. We'll go with uh, a Dino. Dino, very cool. One of my favorites. So several reasons on that. I, I guess, you know, the Dino was always, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't taken seriously for a long time. You know, it, it was there. You know, it was kind of Ferrari. It kind of wasn't. People didn't know which way to take it. But, you know, finally people started realizing, you know, the value of it and and realizing that it had a great story to tell. And, you know, all of a sudden it started growing in popularity. And, you know, it it is now, you know, looked at as a, a true Ferrari that it really has, you know, a true story to tell. And it has a lot of, you know, it's it's, I guess, come into its own. Uh, (laughs) And it's really making, I mean, it is, I mean, look at the Dino. I mean, years ago, you know, it it was, people didn't take it seriously. You know, Ferrari collectors were looking at it be like, well, that's not a real Ferrari. You know, now, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the value of that, that car has, you know, exploded, you know, now it's kind of the car to have if you're, you know, you're a Ferrari or an Italian collector and hey, everybody looks at it and it's like, hey, it's a good looking car, but hey, it's underpowered. You know, it, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's it's still doing the job. Yes. Yeah. The 246, what a wonderful car. One of my favorites as a, as a, a kid uh, in high school and college, I detailed cars. I had my own detailing business. And one of my clients, Sam Salemi, had a Dino that he would let me drive from his house back to my house. And Oh, I felt like I was a king in that thing. It was just a little go-kart. Yeah, the 2.4 liter engine maybe doesn't give a lot of power, but you know what? Oh, the thing is gorgeous, and it sounds awesome. Oh, God, yes. So, yeah, very good choice. I love that. That's why I like to ask that question. So, Peter, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy 
of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to carsyad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free Filler Up book today at Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Peter, we're back and we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yep. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Keep records of everything. (laughs) Yes, very important. Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Mm -hmm. Never giving up. Uh, Always, I'm very detail-oriented. So, you know, always kind of making sure everything is being done correctly, staying on top of everything. Absolutely. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you think they would really enjoy? You know, uh, to Craigslist, I know this is going to sound really stupid, but Craigslist, I troll Craigslist every single day looking for cars uh, that are for sale in the area, something that, you know, draws my attention, yeah. that kind of inspires me. So there you go. Um, not your typical site, but Craigslist. Well, you can. I've had some friends find some pretty cool cars on Craigslist because sometimes maybe the less sophisticated seller is selling something that way where they're not going to a more mainstream automotive focus like eBay or something because Craigslist mm-hmm. is free. And you can find some cool cars, uh, some real garage finds, if you will. So very good. Great reference. Would you share a book with our listeners that you think they would enjoy reading? Yeah, you know, I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head. Uh, it's actually a book that's put out by Techstars. Uh, it's all about doing more faster, you know, how how to accelerate your business and, and get things done. It, it was a great read, kind of really goes over how to, you know, get things accomplished in the shortest amount of time. I'm familiar with that book is Do More Faster. So you were right by David Cohen and Brad Feld, uh, Techstars Lessons to Accelerate Your Startup. So we'll make sure we put that on the guest recommended readings page at the Cars website. It's a great book and uh, certainly something for uh, startups and even people that have been around for a while to read. I think that's a a great one. And listeners, you can find all these resources at carsyad.com slash Peter Zawadzki. And his last name is Z-A-W-A-D-Z-K-I. All right, Peter, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy for a car guy like you. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'll write the check. What would that one vehicle be and why? Who 
Yeah, that's a tricky one. I know, I know. Honestly, I will say it would probably be the Dino. It's a car that I love the lines of it. I think it's quintessential Panaferina. It's just such a beautiful car. It looks like it's going 100 miles an hour by just sitting still. Okay, so the Dino. I understand that. Now, what color? Yellow. Yellow, fly yellow. Giallo, giallo, yellow, and I'm probably butchering my Italian there, but uh, (laughs) yes, you know, that's a great color. That's an awesome car. So it would be the European model or the U.S. model? Euro model. Yeah. We don't need we don't need we don't need all that stuff they had to throw on the US model. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers and flares? Absolutely. With the Daytona seats. Daytona seats. All right. Well I want to make sure I get this right. So when I, I go to the auctions this summer down there in Monterey and one of those rolls across the stand, I make sure I get you the right car and get that to you. <laughs> so uh great choice, great choice. I love those cars. Absolutely beautiful. Peter, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive up the coast in that Ferrari Dino? You know, the last thing I would say is, you know, make sure that you're doing what you're passionate about. Because when you do that, it really isn't working. I know it's a saying that's used over and over and over again, but it really is true. I've been able to experience it now twice. I love what I do. It is not work to me in any which way. If I can go on the rest of my life running a business like this and being able to go to shows and meeting with car owners, that's a dream. And hopefully we can get you in uh, renting one of our cars off of our platform soon enough. Well, great advice. And speaking about making people aware of what you're doing, what is the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? The best way is to actually just go onto our website. It's www.classicsandexotics.com. From there, they can actually sign up for an account, see the vehicles that are available for there. If somebody's interested in signing their vehicle up and would like to get more information, they can do so on our website as well. I will actually extend a special promo code to Cars yeah listeners. So awesome, awesome. If you sign up and you use the code Cars yeah as your promo code when you sign in, uh, we'll offer uh, a 25% discount for signing up your vehicle, and we'll offer a $75 credit for every single person that signs up. Well, that's extremely generous. There you go, Cars Yeah listeners. Now is your chance to uh, earn a little income off that rental car or go find that rental exotic and classic car of your dreams and give it a try. Maybe that will lead to owning one someday because you get to actually experience it. But thank you for doing that for the Cars Yeah listeners. I think that's fantastic. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Peter shared today. In addition to the special bonus he's offering you for Cars yeah listeners, that's fantastic. At carsyad.com slash Peter Zawatsky. Just put Peter in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up with links to everything, including that special bonus he's offering. Thank you so much. And Peter, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with your listeners. Really excited about this new business. I wish you all the success. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!